Washington is up here along the presidential range. There's an elevation of 6,288 feet, I assume. There's also the Appalachian Mountain Club right here. Wildcat Mount Gondolas. Right here, there's an auto road that goes up to Mount Washington. We're going to see this one again in some of the brochures. There's a highway cutting through east to west, right here. And another one past the Crawford Notch State Park. A little further north to Santa's Village right here. And it tells you that here you get to the Connecticut Lakes. There's the Connecticut River. And here's the old man. There's an aerial tramway. Some polar caves. And then here we have some lakes. Where I'm sure you can go camping as well. Tells you the approximate minutes of driving time to attractions depending on where you are and where you wish to go. And for all the different places, tells you the address, what's spectacular about it, like the Alpine view. There's no waiting for 25 minute round trip or unlimited stay permitted at mountaintop. Self-guided nature trail at base, cafeteria, gift shop. It's open daily. It has the admission for adults who was $2.50, children 6 through 12 was $1.50, and under 6 it was free. The season was from May 26th to October 22nd, and it gives you a telephone number in this case. And there are also banks, campgrounds, motels, radio stations, restaurants, etc. You would have needed that kind of guide before the internet. It's 
sometimes difficult to imagine how I would have planned a vacation, even though I'm old enough to remember it. Then here's the Flume Reservation, Franconia Notch Lost River from the Society for Protection of New Hampshire Forests. And I really like this little map that they have here at the front. This one's a bit older, you can tell by the black and white photo at the back. In fact, I think it said here somewhere. Casio mm. about the membership, the dining and lunch room and lodgings. Alright, here it says booklet copyright 1941. So this really is an old publication. This doesn't look gorgeous. This little path here along the water, rushing across the stones. I really, really like trails like that. you some information on the area. Again, we have the old man. And the text says, it is said that this most notable scenic feature of New Hampshire was not seen by white men until the summer of 1805, when two men were surveying for a proposed notch road from Peeling, now North Woodstock, to Franconia. While washing their hands in the cool waters of what is now known as Profile Lake, they looked upward over the green forest and gazed upon this remarkable stone semblance of the human face, formed by the ledges and the upper cliffs of Profile Mountain, 1,200 feet above the sparkling water of the mountain tarn. They exclaimed, that is Jefferson he then being president. I don't think this would be written in that style anymore today. And of course it's always a little noticeable that back in the 40s they only mentioned the white people turning up in the area. You actually did have an Algonquin population that lived here for thousands of years. That well, doesn't turn up in a 1940s publication. I think that's not surprising necessarily. We then have the aerial tramway here. Round trip fares for adults, 95 cents for children, 75. The Lost River, a nature garden, and the nature camp. And the membership in the society 
is just one dollar per year or $25 for life. I guess there was a bargain, at least it sounds like it. The Society is a non-profit organization supported by membership dues and contributions. Alright, but I actually wanted to have a look at this little map here in the front because I think it just looks really cute. So there's the old man. Yes, the Cannon Mount Aerial Tramway. You can see here there's a little skier. We have Echo Lake fishing. Some tiny little waves here. There's an echo. We have a black bear. Standing in the grass. Here's an old railway site. You can see the rails. Here's a tired businessman resting. Paradise Falls, a beaver lake, a scientist, a bird. I'm not sure what the scientist is doing, pouring some water on the tail feathers. Okay, some singing bluebirds. Nature gardens and caverns. And the different peaks listed here. This is really lovely. But very small. This one also looks quite old, but there's no date given. Looks like the station 
before you start? And do you think these are the parked cars? very small down in the valley. There's the Cannon Rock, after which the mountain was named, and then Observation Tower at the summit of it. Here a tramway guide points out majestic Mount Lafayette a group on Cannon Mountain Rim Trail. And the area passenger tramway, this one here, was the first of its kind to be erected to the summit of a mountain on the North American continent. So that's quite impressive. The visitors are whisked through the air at the rate of a thousand feet a minute to the mountain station near the top of Cannon Mountain. The drum cars, which are suspended from steel cables hung on three massive steel towers, accommodate 27 passengers. And there's a continuous ride over over a mile with a vertical ascent of over 2,000 feet in less than eight minutes. But it's all perfectly safe. So there's the Mount Washington Auto Road. And I kind of love this photo here with the clouds hanging there in the background. And that old car. It looks like out of a film noir. Don't you think? Really like it. And here's the train on the famous Jacob's Ladder. There's also a ski mobile in summer operation. That looks pretty interesting. Since here it's unique, I don't think I've seen something like that. It carries 600 passengers per hour in individual, constantly traveling cars, either to the top for sightseers and expert skiers, or to one of the several intermediate stations for amateurs. Looks like skiing was quite popular. So much snow. This is for intermediate. For slalom, and I have to say, I love this photo right here. Like with that hat, 
that guy could be Austrian. Honestly, this could be somewhere in the Alps here. I love it. I actually have to admit that I've only been skiing once in my life when I was a kid. I don't like the thought of it, but it's quite an expensive sport. here from 65 or for when it gives us a year Canada isn't far. 
And then here you get to Boston and New York and Albany. And you have a lot of European names here. There's a Hanover, a Manchester, Portsmouth and Dover and Lancaster. There's Berlin. And again, like before, we have a lot of information on the different areas where you can stay and who to contact, either by telephone or here is a post box. Also plenty of sources for additional information if you want to go fishing or hunting and you need to apply for some licenses if you have a motorboat and you want to register it etc get a camping guide from 73 different areas of New Hampshire. Right there, that's the sea coast. And the White Mountain is there in the north. I guess I'd love to visit the lakes. I think that's this part here. These two is where I thought that the paper is just really lovely and there we have Jacob's Leather again the steepest grade 37% that is quite steep so here's I guess the this one's like the old photo we've seen by now has modern coaches. Do you know, I briefly thought there are so many underground lines that still use coaches from the 70s, including here in Vienna. I would probably really think, oh yeah, that's, that's a modern one. Even though it's a couple decades old by now. See it going up here, the panorama of the presidential range. It was the first mountain climbing railway in the world. 
opened in 1869 and it's been in continuous operation except for one year during the First World War and three years during the last war. And interesting to see in the 70s, the adult round trip fare was already $7.50 for children under 12, $4 and children under 6, free if held on parents' lap when the train is crowded. So, not occupying a seat. And patrons are advised to take the early morning trains to ensure no waiting. So I guess it was pretty popular if they added that bit of information. Here we have another picture of the road to the clouds. A lot less film noir in color, especially with that bright blue. The highest peak in northeastern United States. And if you do not care to drive your own car, I'll take you up there. There's the panorama station on the top. Here's some people enjoying the view on the side of the road. It says here that Mount Washington was first climbed in 1642 by Darby Field, an early New England settler. Legends tells us that the Indians never made the ascent because they believed this mountain to be the driver dwelling place of their gods. Today the summit is visited annually by many thousands of tourists and hikers from all over the world. It's a bit of a cruel transition here. Alright, and there's the White Mountains. us that the White Mountains occupy an area of more than 1,200 square miles in the northern half of New Hampshire, the greater part of them being in the White Mountain National Forest. Throughout this region there are scores of mountain peaks, 86 of them with definite names. Franconia Notre Scene and Paradise Falls. 
Kuku Lake, a bright mountain lake, thousand eight hundred feet above the sea, under the purple ledges of Eagle Cliff. Jacob's ladder here. A mysterious hanging boulder at the polar caves near Plymouth. Another one of these faces, this one called the Indian Head and Jackson Falls. There's a covered bridge here in Mount Liberty in Franconia Notch. These are really pretty, I really like these. Then here's the Judgment Hall of Pluto and the Hall of Ships. And again, a beautiful mountain there. Interesting view into the past. 
hope you enjoyed this little pic. I certainly did. So thank you for joining me. I hope I'll see you again next week. And until then, sweet dreams. Good night.